This week in league, the Parramatta Eels find themselves a blue and gold salary sombrero. Run TMV release a 20-minute preview of their soon-to-be hit, undefeated season. Penrith Medico Dr. Seuss rules the cat in the hat out for six weeks. And we preview all of the action for round three of the 2015 NRL season. All and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 180 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. And I still have a magnificent beard. And, As uh, do my, you, Nathan. Yeah, keeps going. Oh, mate, I, I haven't trimmed anything, like shades, like nothing. I'm being implored. It's almost as though I'm yeah. being implored. Really? To trim my beard. Really? So it's, it's bordering on begging. How's the conversation go? Trim your fucking beard. That's no bullshit. Your wife doesn't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Are you going to trim your beard? Yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah that, 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 that sounds right. Like making it like a question. It's, it's too fluffy. It's not an order, but it's, it's like not, a question. How dare you say my beard's it's, fluffy? It's too fluffy. I was like, oh, I'll put some fucking cream in that then. <laughs> I'll put some fucking oil in it or some shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I just get the, the you know, before, before Esther's off to work, yeah, she'll come for a kiss and she'll just be like, every time she'll just be like, she'll do it and then she'll just be like, <laughs> you know, just register the distaste for the beard. There's women out there that love beards. Just, I'm just saying. Just saying. So, Careful you don't get fucking replaced for one of them. <laughs> exactly. Episode 180 this week. 180. 180. Significant number in the world of rugby league. And darts. Well, in darts, yeah. 180. <laughs> Shout out Tiger Benji. Yeah. And, 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 and any other darts aficionados. Is there Beavers, any? I Beavers, think it's just him. Beaver's uh, try scoring record in the uh, NRL. He scored 180 tries. 180, yeah, and yeah, he added about another 50, 60 over, you know, for Catalans and Bradford. Could score a try, so though, man. Could score a try. Now, um, let's get into the feedback section. And um, I was actually had the had the birthday party on Saturday, which you were you were there. Yes. And um, I was just taking care of the uh, the not so well behaved kids. The naughty child. Yeah. Not my own. Who will remain nameless. Yeah. Who's um become who killing is becoming he's becoming a increasingly. Good slash best friend of my son, and I don't <laughs> and I don't really know what to do That's because awesome. like I you know I, I I think he's 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 suboptimal as far as a friend for my son, but um you know you got to let them make their own mistakes and I hope I hope it's, you know did you see Jackson throw a perfect spiral ball straight between his eyes? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> With that Clock, soft footy? Yeah, clocked him right in the face. I didn't see it. No, I mean, I remember when you're putting the bombs up, or you know, throwing yeah, you're yeah. putting the ball, and then he's like, "It's my turn. It's my turn." So Jackson's got the ball, and threw the spiral ball, and it's sconned him. And Jackson's like, "You got to get your hands up, mate." <laughs> <laughs> and he's only probably got like a year on him, you know. Yeah. As well, it's not like he's like that much younger or anything than this than Jackson is. But yeah, but um, shout out to Peter, one of the the fathers of um one of Killian's uh, school friends. And uh, we're just chatting. <laughs> Is he going to be listening? Listen to last well, I don't know if it was last week he listened to, but yeah, we're just talking, we're just shooting a breeze about stuff, and because um, it's the first time we've had a chance to really have a have a decent chat. For the and, record, um, we're not talking about your kid. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> His 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 child. I mean, like you know, his child is uh is is wonderful and super quiet and and polite and nice and uh, very good friend of Killian's, like, especially in prep. They they uh, hit it off immediately, but um. We're just shooting a breeze. He's a he's a big footy fan. 
uh, 10 years plus season ticket holder for Broncos. Wow. So he's, he's, he's got tickets. I think you're saying like his, his tickets are sort of, you know, right in the 50 metre line, you know, nice. a couple of rows back. So yeah, he's got some sweet tickets. And, you know, the whole dilemma that, you know, we've seen Sam and, you know, some of those other people, you know, like you, once you get those tickets in the in the season tickets, you need to hold on to those motherfuckers. Sam's in Singapore and still has he's, he's, Sam's tickets. in Singapore and still pays for his tickets, yeah. Because he doesn't want to lose those, yeah, that, that location. But, um, yeah, apparently, um, I was talking to his wife the, uh, yesterday, and uh, and she's like, "Yeah, he came home, said, you know, how do I get podcasts?'" And I said, "Look, you know, I've got to warn you. I got to, you know, I got to warn this you. Isn't you know, for the children. It's colourful language. <laughs> yeah, this is colourful language. But um, yeah, shout out to Peter if you're listening. If you if you made it to this one, apparently he enjoyed it. So that's it's great to hear. And uh, you know, welcome aboard. And it's, it's, it's it only gets worse, really. Feel free to buy a membership. Yeah, exactly. Uh, run team B shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's going to be on the, the run. Hey, he's, he's, he's new. He hasn't caught on yet. He's, yeah, this like is it. time well, to get him. To- well, let's, let's give him some time to evaluate and then move on. <laughs> now, um, we had uh, from Twitter, we had Mup Mup twenty three. For those who don't follow him already, and I mean, why wouldn't you? Or would you? A few people have whinged about your late in quotes episode. So to make a point, you should just skip this week. Pretty shit round anyway. <laughs> I'm sure you would prefer it if we did, but here we <laughs> But are. no, you have to take your medicine for your Titan side this week. Um, we got a lot of it, though. I thought, I thought I'd highlight, you know, because we like to smash people. Super Grover 4. You two are obviously rubbing each other's cum into your faces over the weekend. Any chance of giving me my bloody podcast? Now, th- that in itself is quite rude, I found. But, Disgraceful. But... The, the the really rude part of it was, he sent that at about 9.30pm on Tuesday. And I was, I'm like, mate, we've barely even started recording at this stage normally. <laughs> and he's, he's demanding the actual completed podcast, so um, you get fucked, Ranger. Eddie NZ, thoughts on Fox Sports' new minimalist scoreboard? I like it, but I can see it being a little hard for new viewers to figure out. And I replied, like, I, I haven't even given it like a second thought. I didn't even think about it, to be honest. Normally, I do notice the graphics and, and stuff like that that they use, and I always think how poorly done most of it is when you look at how the NFL does things. Yeah. And I just don't understand why Channel 9 can't put that sort of... Um... Crack open Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's more involved than that, but... But realistically, it's not that. I mean, in the scheme of things, when you've got people who do that as their as their job, yeah, exactly. it's not that much more involved at all. And it's not. A, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump. Like you don't have to completely plagiarise what the NFL are doing, but or or plagiarise. Why not? Steve uh, Steve Weisart and Rove McManus <laughs> create careers <laughs> copying David Letterman. So I mean, cool. you can copy. You, guess what? It's Australia. You can copy what America does, and people won't even fucking realise it. <laughs> so do it. Um... Drew underscore Nathan five said, "I really appreciate the irony of Cameron Smith calling players like Bo Scott grubby." Hash hello pot. This is Kettle calling. Now, are you aware of these comments that he made today? Uh, read read something of it. I I must admit I didn't give it a lot of time. Well, basically, I mean, if, if you read a little bit of it, then you know exactly what 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 it was. He was basically saying that Bo Scott is a grub and you're injuring people in tackles. Captain fucking chicken wing himself, <laughs> telling someone else they try and injure players in tackles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know anyone that has played their entire career at the Melbourne Storm should be calling anyone else a grub. Exactly, because even the players that have been at the Melbourne Storm, very few of them have escaped with with an absolutely unblemished record in terms of either you know being penalised for something grubby or you know yeah. whatever. Um, and you know, 
King King Grub in the hooking position. Unique Mitch eighty. A hot sauce pun. I don't see, I don't know what the publication was. He sent a screenshot. Don't know what it was. Didn't have the publication name on it. Uh, he sent like a screenshot of a mobile uh, web browser. But he said, uh, "Tigers Tedesco burns dragons early." Was the headline. And to that, I reply, "Yes, they're absolutely stealing what we said." But it's a pretty like it's a pretty easy one to you know. Like a lot of what we do here on the show, it's low hanging fruit, isn't it? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not like it's the most obscure and cryptic genius thing you've ever heard in your life. So. It's like my testicles hanging very, very low due to their <laughs> low, size. Low, <laughs> hanging uh, berries <laughs> that are quite small, rather purple and deadly <laughs> if you put them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you stand in the general vicinity of them and I swing them around, they can, can pack a real punch. Um, and you might end up pregnant. <laughs> Drew underscore Nathan five again. The best thing about following you clowns is uh, Nat Sinclair, Jess Gallart, and uh, oh, what's that? CMW twelve, Caitlin. That's that's Caitlin's account, isn't it? Or is it Cassidy? Cassidy. That's no, Cassidy. Yeah, CMW twelve underscore, and all the other oh, Panther girls. So wrong. I just I should have actually wrote it down, but I was just start winging it, and that's you know that's what happens. Uh, jo- yeah. What and, a surprise uh, that guy's a sex pest. Yeah, never I mean, saw that coming. Look, look, we do apologise. To the Panthers cheer girls that, that, oh, that do. What, you don't reckon they've ever come across a sex person in their time? They spend a lot of they, time at footy games. They, they have, but we're putting them out to a, like a, that's just Penrith sex pests. What, yeah. we, what's happened we're now. We're educated sex pests. Yeah, what's happened now is that they've been opened up to sex pests from all 16 clubs. Yeah. And from all across the world. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 unfortunate. Yeah. That's a lot of sex pests. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah. And you do see a couple of them on Twitter, and you just think, oh, you, what are you doing, son? Yeah. What are you doing? And I don't want to name names yet, but I will. Saguda. <laughs> Joey underscore FMF. Starting my day with something new. Listening to this week in league for the first time. What a perfect day. Welcome, sir. He's, he's a soccer guy, I think. So you know, we'll see how it goes. Take soccer guys. Yeah, oh, we we take listeners from everywhere, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure it did. The conversation went on uh, with some other, you know, probably Mitch's, and he's saying, you know, beards are okay by him. So, oh. yeah, he's halfway there. I mean, there's a win. He's halfway there for the sixth season of the show, because that's pretty much the only season which really been beard-centric. <laughs> Jar TV. LOLing at Mr. Wars and his This Week in League Teflon. Dude could fuck Brett Stewart's mum and the lads wouldn't cut loose on him. Bless his heart. Well, I wouldn't cut loose on him if he did that. You might. <laughs> Why do I care if he fucks Brett Stewart's mum? <laughs> Big dog's got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stewart's not doing his job in the boudoir. Somebody Look, might have ba- to step if, in. If, if Barry isn't getting it done, then... <laughs> <laughs> You know, by all means, like, I mean, you know. It's some, you know, a skinny man with a top knot that feasts on carrots every week. And, and might, tins, of, tins of tuna. Yeah, he, he might be the man for the job. Who are we to judge? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got, yeah, he smells like a stray cat and basically. He, he <laughs> and, does. And, and, is, and is equally as scrawny. <laughs> I think he's 3% reindeer <laughs> and he has a fucking top knot. And I might add, last time I saw him. Is he still rocking the top knot though? Well, last time I saw him, he was. And P.S. also is the owner of the worst pair of sunglasses in history. Oh, really? I haven't seen those. What Spent are they? too much time in London. Walk him through. Walk me through the sunglasses. You know Lennon's round. Yeah, yeah, he they're like them, that, but thick tortoiseshell like plastic ones. 
and what he and he wasn't wearing them like future or something he was actually wearing them like in in the real world yeah like i went oh better better put my ray-bans on and sam's gets these fucking atrocities on life out of his fucking man bag which isn't a proper like a satchel like a little tiny purse for a man mm-hmm. that he slung over his shoulder had to get over his top knot mm-hmm. and then pulled these fucking hideous sunglasses out and I was like, I was sitting here thinking, there's no possible way you could look more like a fuckhead. And you proved me wrong. Good for you. <laughs> you just keep up in the ante. Yeah. How's that Teflon for you? For you, for you, for you, for you. <laughs> um, speaking of Teflon, my Saguna 85. Saguna. Fellas, can we have for the Twill, Twill, Twill Awards, well, they call it the Twillies for starts. Yeah. Can Tw- I just say? Yes. I mean... He's, it's one thing that the man tells lies, okay? That's one thing. It's another thing that he sends me ornaments, Polynesian ornaments. Which, I, I believe the correct phrase for that is to, for you to say now is to say thank you. Which I've drilled holes in. Yeah. It's basically a fleshlight it's, now. It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't involve a power tool. It's a metaphor slash fleshlight. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, the man tells lies. And now... Trying to take over the show. Well, why don't we have this award? Why don't we have? Why don't you get your own fucking podcast saying I'm telling more lies? <laughs> yeah, this the, week in lying. The happy, the happy, the happy, happy bullshit hour. Starry is Guna. Anyway, he's he's you know he's this, this though. I'm like I don't have a problem with him. You know, coming up with suggestions. Can we have the, for the Twilly Awards? I said I'm I'm correcting him to Twilly. Or was it two more categories? Adam Blair Award for worst player of the year. Oh. You know that's topical because he's about to be put on the back page of the Courier Mail tomorrow. Saying Teddy Blair, it's fairly derogatory after two games. Yeah, but look, you can't say he's the worst player. I mean, you could, you know, it would be more like you know the Scott Minto, you know, or something like that. You know, that I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, John Plath or Jamie Bureau. Jamie Bureau goes all right. He's fucking got all over Blair. Let's be real. Well, Look, if it had been, we could have the debate. If we were basing it on the last month of twenty twenty fourteen, we could call it the the, the George Tafur one. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> like I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not again, I'm not adverse to smiting people to play play or have play for Manly. I mean, I'm sure that Michael Barney would probably be a contender as well. Matt Orford, except for that one year, yeah. <laughs> where he won the Dally M. <laughs> Also, look, don't, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid of spot. I just don't think Jamie Bure is far from someone that, that could even be in the remote fucking ballpark, let alone country or planet of that award. Um, that was his first one, and we we don't and we don't have a worst player of the year award, really, do we? I'll take that under advisement. And the other one, the the, the Hyper Bowl slash Vuvuzela award for worst game of the year. I don't mind that one. The only problem is it's hard to remember and hard to judge. But my God, over the jeez, we've no, we'll get to it in. More there's detail, three. There's three already. Three contenders from two rounds of action. Yeah. But I think that maybe it should be like one of those um those knockout a knockout tournament. It's like you know there's a champion until there's something until something worse comes along. And at this stage, the undisputed champion of the world is that Broncos Cronulla game from Friday night. <laughs> So that is the uh, that is the Mike Tyson in his prime. Yeah, the that's other, the level of champion that game is. Yeah, and I suspect what we might do is, you know, we'll have to consciously you're like, okay, we write that one down. Oh, can't DJ explain? Do it. This is fucking too much for my tiny brain. 
Yeah, maybe keep an, keep an eye on the, on the games for us, uh, TJ explained. You have to listen carefully to every episode because we're just going to throw in your tasks randomly. <laughs> they involve statistics and, you know. Yeah. And stuff that intelligent people can handle. And you're one of those. Yeah. I'll buy you a beer at the football next time you catch up with me. But don't, right. he dress. He always dresses so fancily. Except for that one time he rocked up in a manly jersey. Never more fancy than uh, than the 2013. Last time I saw him, where he, had where he st- traveled, we traveled in the limo, the limo of love. Yeah, with the cool guys. They're still cleaning that limo. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, where are we? Lynn Shields, early nomination for Gronk of the Year is Lynn Marty Fields. What an absolute waste of space! Tweeting like a 12 year old, embarrassing. Are you aware of what happened with yeah, Marty Fields? Yeah, I, I was like, this guy. Let's just kind of like, give the laws of the country of Australia. Okay. <laughs> he, I feel I feel he's someone that would use use the the avail himself of the law. So let's just, let's just be measured in our yes. response because we both have assets that we'd like to retain <laughs> until I can at least get them all in my wife's name. All I'm going to say is that someone that. Is is gainfully employed mm-hmm. as a comedian? Yes. Um, you would think that they could make people laugh by saying funny things. Job number one: be funny. Yeah. And yes, comedy is a subjective thing. However, I just—I mean, some of it's recycled from yeah. people. You know, like I could imagine Chapo coming out with some stuff like that. He's come close to that. Yeah, he's come—he's come close to that sort of thing. I but could you imagine know, there's another one. Saguna. I could imagine oh, Saguna coming out with like, some really, you know, unfunny, unimaginative stuff like that. Um, anyone, of, someone named Mitch, I could imagine. Yep. yep. Um, well, they'd, they'd, they'd do it, and, and not only would they tweet it, they'd probably make a meme of it on top of a picture, a still shot from The Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you're all over it. But not a comedian. I... And that, and the one the one that got people's back up was the one about Brett Stewart, and that's why he's deleted that now, because he obviously has accepted that he was wrong. But then I saw another, I was checking his timeline, and he did another one about, like, you know, I don't remember exactly what the wording, but the gist of it was... Well, you know, look at all the people at Brookvale Oval, you know, the line at Centrelink must be short or, you know. Like, if there's one yeah. fucking club that that, 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 doesn't that, that can't, that that doesn't apply to, in reality or in, you know, the mythology of the background of the club or any any aspect of that, it's, it's the manly side. <laughs> it just, yeah, I mean, and uh, Maury, Maury would be spinning in his grave, I'm sure. And, um, of course, you know, he you know, was very, very famous and on Hey Hey Saturday every week and indeed brought his son up and I believe on Hey Hey as well is where we got our first taste of his comedy stylings, in air quotes. <laughs> now, <laughs> I had a tweet. <laughs> had a tweet from... Um, from that was your most monotone. Oh, I love it. Had a, had a tweet from, uh, from Matt um, Hammers earlier like it was after I'd set all the notes up for the show he tweeted he, he tweeted Marty Fields and, and, and asked and said you know when you get, get Marty on the show and I, uh, I said no thanks mate we're a comedy show <laughs> <laughs> I love it uh, where are you what about yeah what about the one you know not to not to dwell on the on the Marty Fields thing but um, what did he say he said something about enjoy the He's gone on a big. I can't find it. The one thing I did find funny that he did tweet though is when um, people like Bones and and Camo and that were smashing him hard. Yeah, he said something to Bones like, "Enjoy the media coverage or something." Yeah, like I'm going to tell the club, and like I'll be like, 
tell tell them take a fucking picture fucking write it in a stone tablet and deliver it to f- by fucking Moses I don't give a fuck man what <laughs> I'm a fan of a club you're gonna tell the club I mean what are they gonna do I'll tell you what they're gonna do two fifths of fuck all like, what are, what's the club gonna do yeah it's just uh, that's his, that, that his, his retort was to everything was I'm dubbing on the, I'm dubbing to the club on you mate the Melbourne Storm they have they have some ordinary ambassadors and uh you know, their social media guy, you know, former social media guy, he was ordinary human as well in terms of, you know, some of the stuff he tweeted. And it's just, it's just a Melbourne thing. Then, you know, then obviously our listeners are Storm fans. Yeah, you know, we love our listeners, but you guys are fucked too. <laughs> Storm. Claire Simo. Listening to this week in League episode 179. After watching DCE Star vs. Storm last night, I can't wait for Nate's retraction next week. I retract nothing. He was absolutely garbage in round one. Did fuck all. We'll get we'll have a, we'll get to a, talking about our um, the the game this weekend, and you know, and he will get what's coming to him, good wow. or bad. So yeah, and here I got a couple of tweets from Annie O'Brien, okay, Annie underscore Arky. I'm catching up with the first ep of the year. Shut up about your fucking beards and stop calling your wives bitches. Hash Annie says. Now, I'm pretty sure that I don't call my wife a bitch. I think I said something about these bitches. Yeah, you often do, but you you say it in such a way, like, I'm here next to you. I mean, it's hard. It's an audio, you know, it's an audio medium. You, you, you hear the words, but you can't see his face, and he's saying it with love. I see the love just dripping from pretty much every orifice as he says it. <laughs> <laughs> and he always jumps over, jumps all over me. Metaphorically speaking, um, wow, she's going to be she's going to go nuts over that. Let me finish. You got me all when, wrong. Yeah, she's got me all wrong. She, whenever I, I can't remember, there was another thing of calling calling Nicola a mole. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah. Just look, I say a lot of stuff, but you know. If you've met my wife, you would understand that you don't need to jump to her defence. <laughs> exactly. And uh, she, she continues to say, uh, listening to the latest step, enough with the beards. <laughs> I'll pay your wives to shave you in your sleep. Hash, boring fucking beards. Look. Tough start to the show for you this week, Annie. It's a tough, <laughs> very tough start for you, Annie. Um, look, at the, at, at, at the end of the... Uh, I, I'm trying to think of how to put into words what I want to say. I mean, essentially what I'm saying is no. <laughs> I can Essentially, uh, the beard thing, you know, what's, you know what's happening? This is this is what's happening with the beard thing. Your wife is, is asking you questions, you know, or making demands coded in questions <laughs> with a question mark at the end to make it sound like a question, um, you know, in- insinuating that the beard has to go. My wife, you know, pulls a face every time, you know, she breaks away from a kiss or something, you know, insinuating that the beard has to go. Mm. And he's coming out saying, fucking shave the fucking beard. This constant anti-beard thing, it only, if anyone knows us at all, even a little bit, it's just going to make a... De- we'll, we'll have fucking... It's all got those people that tell me to stop jerking off in public. We'll have pie like, maybe beards, man, down to our feet like fucking Kung Fu Grandmaster <laughs> by the time it's said and done. Exactly. I've got patience. And not only that, I'm stubborn. I don't have patience, but I'm a stubborn bitch. I'm stubborn and I, and I will... Can I call myself a bitch? Is that going to offend Annie? Yeah, probably. Oh. It's it's small price to pay for smiting of one's enemy. 
I will fucking I will, I will, I will have this beard I'll, I will go through the fucking hillbilly to fucking through ZZ Top all the way to Kung Fu Grandmaster before this is over I will prevail <laughs> at the expense of my marriage most probably you're welcome uh, Paul Mac underscore 78 guys have you ever thought about calling a game via Ustream like with the Twillies Manly slash Tigers or Manly versus Tigers would be cool hash would be better than Hadley Correct, Paul. It would be better than Hadley. This question's come up a couple of times over the history of the show. The only problem we have is, and it's what we've learnt through the whole Ustream experience, is that uh, TV works on a certain frequency, radio works on a different frequency, and the internet is the slowest frequency of them all. So if we were watching a televised game and then you know commentating it, we couldn't, we could not possibly do a play-by-play solution because we'd be 10 seconds behind the game minimum, I would say. The only way it would work would be in some sort of scenario whereby we weren't calling the game, but we were sort of just shooting the breeze on the game as it was going on. Which so is then, possible. Yeah, because then, so then you don't have to be like as immediate with everything you're saying. Um, it's not like, you know, this guy passes this guy. And, you know, meanwhile, the other team's on fucking possession by the time yeah. you sit, you hear it. And, you know, if we're just talking about something that happened, then, oh, you know, then especially with replays and things like that, when they when something does happen that's worth talking about, they'll do the same thing on the on the live telecast. That might possibly work. But uh, So we'll take it on advisement. And uh, the more people who want it to happen, who voice that, probably the better chance that it's going to happen. Because we get, like, the odd one now and then. We're probably like half a dozen times over the history of the show. So, um and more and more so after after the success of the, the last couple of twillies where we've done them live streamed. Yeah. Um Facebook. Saguna Story's back. Good evening, fellas. Here we go. Buckle yep. up. Buckle in, guys. Here it comes. Good evening, fellas. You guys are talking about Glenn Morrison the other week reminded me of a running I had with him about ten years ago. Yes, this is another Saguna Stories. Cue music and intro, please. I wonder, I wonder if he gets the intro and the music too. Please let us know, Saguna. Well, no, don't, because you're probably lying. <laughs> yeah, I get it, guys. It's it was the Simpsons. <laughs> it was the night of the second grand final qualifier between the Eels and Cowboys. Being on such a high the night before, I went into Pedo, Peter Chapo, if you can't score in here, you'll never score wins, and got myself a Cowboys flag. So that's the first thing that makes me, it's a, ring, it's a red flag right there. Sounds like a jerk move. Maybe he's telling the story, yeah. telling the truth. I was parading it around all over Parramatta, supporting the underdog team in my Tigers jersey. Everybody was giving me abuse, and most of the people were saying, see you next week, mate. Fast forward after the game, me and my mate decided to go back into Parramatta that night and parade around like a pack of cunts. As I was driving down Church Street, all of a sudden my mate tells me to slow down and slam the brakes as he recognised someone pulling money out of the ATM. Surprise, surprise, it was Glenn Morrison. So I pulled up... Mate had his head out the window as if it was Timmy McIntyre ready to pounce on the innocent Penrith cheerleaders and screams at the top of his lungs. You're a fucking dog for leaving Balmain, Morrison. <laughs> he looked around and by that time we were gone. Because you're bitches. We rocked up into Parramatta Leagues Club so I got out waving my Cowboys flag in the Tigers jersey singing to the tune of Glory, Glory to Parramatta. What a bunch of fucking chokers you are. Mind you, there are yeah, around 20... Th- no. Mind you, there are around 20 to 30 Parramatta fans outside the main entry just staring at me. After my Australian Idol singing, some of the fans came forward towards me, so I quickly got in my van and drove off. A couple of things I'd like to talk about. That's the end of the story. Like, it really didn't have a climax. The Glenn Morrison thing was halfway. They, they, yelled, they yelled at him and took off like a bunch of bitches. In their van. In the van. 
that's the thing. That's one of the points. I wonder. Well, point one. You're at Parramatta, and you're talking shit at Parramatta. I'm sorry. That's a that's an absolute insta stab. Like it's yeah. an insta. There's no, there's no, there is no two ways. You don't get back to your van. You're too late. You're stabbed. It's insta stab. <laughs> okay. So, and then this van thing. He's like, oh, I forgot to tell you about the time I got stabbed in Parramatta. Do tell us more about <laughs> Do tell us more about this van though, because <laughs> it sounds very sex pesty. Sounds very rapey. <laughs> so, <laughs> were you trying to get Glenn Morrison into the van? Was, is that part of the story? Yeah, I think there's more. There's more Saguna stories out, <laughs> out yeah. there, and and some that you probably don't want to, you know, broadcast anywhere because they may be legally actionable. <laughs> Um, finally, but thank you for your contribution, sir. Yes, yes. Uh, finally, just a couple of things. Uh, memberships, all good. Still got more left, obviously, to sell. We bought extra than uh, what the actual pre-order amounted to. So head to thisweekinleague.com, uh, hit the link for memberships, and uh, get in there. And uh, if you're interested, grab one. It supports the show, pays for the running costs of the show, also enables us to do things like meetups and stuff like that as well, and just generally makes us feel warm and fuzzy. In the cockles of our hearts, and uh, it, which which basically keeps Glenn awake so he doesn't crash on the way home from recording the show each week. <laughs> there, was <laughs> okay. some, there was some concern at home that uh, tonight could be the night. <laughs> <laughs> so there was extra cuddles and I love yous and everything from everybody. It's like the last go. time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, look, if you if you don't make it home alive, um, we love you. It's been great. <laughs> Um, um, I'm loving the memberships. I'm loving the response. Please, um, please, please sign sign uh, your autograph here on this uh, three million dollar life insurance. Yeah, she, she's going to be okay. But uh, look, I um, I can't wait to see the scarves out in the oh, dead of winter. Oh, I just wish and they were out on Brookie on Saturday night because fuck, they would have got to work out from the purple sheets. Fantastic. I don't know that we we would have had many uh, Melbourne fans that are members. That, I, I, Isn't that Grover? I can think. Yeah, that's uh, for a fact. He that's is. One. Yep, he has. He has signed up. Jeez, he hasn't got much going for him. That bloke. No, he's got a lot going for him because he's, he's, he's a proud member of uh, of Tool Nation and a no, great, a great he, support of everything we do. And we love him he like loves a brother. Melbourne. He's a ranger. He's like got little man syndrome. He's chronic masturbator, so hence his vision impaired. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> and, it, and he was actually well. He was actually he's, he's a been hit with a few sticks that bike. And he he actually came to us as a member through the most unconventional channel, really. I mean, most people sort of pick up the show, hear about it from friends on social media or something, or, or they're browsing and looking for a rugby league podcasts, and they come across us. We met him at the 2011 Grand yeah. Final, drunk off our like we were absolutely spastic at that occasion. Oh, look, I was I was straight up and down. I was fine. No, no, because that, that was we that met was him. Not as I was anywhere near as bad as I was last year. No, last year's grand final, you were worse. But 2011, you were still drunk enough that when we saw old Big Red, we we thought he was Keith Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, we must have been loud. I've said yeah. it before. I'll say it again. We were 20 meters away. Yeah, I easy. thought I was whispering. No, no and he you, looked straight up at me. No, you like, were you were yeah, fuck. You you had your arms out like you were gonna you were gonna hug him and you. Keefy, that's not whispering at all. It's not even close. But yeah, that's we, we met him. We met him there. He was with some other you know, yeah. Twitter people that we you know, he carried on like a jerk that night, and nothing's changed. Now, that's the memberships run TMB. Everyone's using the hashtag now. Yeah, there's a few people 
jumping or if I was a Mitch I'd say getting around it but I'm not so I'm not going to say that um, but step one get get mainstream usage of the hashtag correct that's going very well step two put your hand in your pockets cunts <laughs> yeah step two get that shirt off pre-order still requires about 15 or so I think to get it off pre-order so um, it's going it's just going slowly so uh, do Glenn a favour if you love Glenn or even if you don't if you're a Tigers fan I dare say it's a must, really, you know, because I think once they get some momentum, the shirt sales, that is, I think they'll go, you know, I think they'll become huge. Here's someone using hashtag doesn't even follow me. That's a fucking bonus. See, started, see that's the thing. It started, I've noticed the hashtag started to take off. So it's just, uh, I guess we, we need to probably tweet out more with a hashtag with the link to buy the shirt just so, to catch those stragglers who none of us follow or know. But uh, we'll do that as well. Um, and good news, everybody. Round five, Danny Tequila makes her return to the Penrith cheerleading core. But that's not the good news. That's okay news if you happen to be there at that game. That's satisfactory news. Danny, Hang on. Who are we kidding? It's still good. It's, still, it's, it's great Dan- news. It's great news. Yeah, but I mean, the, the best news, Danny Tequila will be joining Twitter. Round five. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Mate, when has Nat Sinclair steered us wrong today? <laughs> never. Never. But she never will. Jeez. <laughs> so, look, everyone behaves themselves. Round five. <laughs> Just, oh, I feel bad for her. Our goddess, who art in Penrith, Danny B, thy name. <laughs> I feel bad for her already. I, I, I do too, actually. Because she's, she's gonna, gonna, she's gonna enter Twitter with a bang, and yeah, but she's already like on Snapchat and Instagram and stuff like that. So I mean, she's she's been fending off these sex pests already. She's all good. <laughs> She'd have a fucking English level fan then. <laughs> News. Okay, first story. Old story now for now because it happened pretty much, uh, well, it started happening uh, late last week, probably after we did the show, as, as news often does. Manly 5'8", Kieran Foran has signed with the Parramatta Eels from 2016. It was announced on Monday. Uh, Jeff Tuvey acknowledged while the club was disappointed, has been unable to retain Kieran. He thanked him for his service to the club. Kieran's a fantastic player and a wonderful young man. He's played an integral role in the club's recent on-field successes and will do so for the remainder of this season. Kieran has the utmost respect of everyone at the club and we're proud to see him develop into the player he is today. While today's news is disappointing, we respect his decision and we'll move on quickly to ensure we're focused for Friday night's clash with the Bulldogs at Brookvale Oval. Big move. Big move. A bit of a coup for Parramatta. It pretty much makes him the highest paid player in football now though, right? If I was starting a rugby league club from scratch, I'd say Matt Scott... And Kieran yeah, Vaughan Matt, no, Matt Scott for sure, yeah. Would be two of the, two of the first blokes I'd, I'd go after. And there's half your cap. <laughs> and so you got Scott Mito, Michael Barney. Matt <laughs> <laughs> <At> Orford. <laughs> well, if you ended up with a, you know, like a, a Parramatta salary cap, or yeah. a, <laughs> salary. You, might, you might go, okay. Parramatta salary sombrero or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I think it's a real coup for Parramatta. I think he'll bring a lot to the club. He's, he's in the prime of his career and... Um, you know, they're a squad that's building and they'll have a lot of good results this year, but his, his leadership on top of his, his 
he's a bloody good footballer at the end of the day. Um, but the leadership and, and steadiness, his, his experience, having won a premiership, uh, played for his country, it's checks all the boxes for para. It's a bit of a coup, and um, you know Brad Arthur goes from strength to strength there. And for Manly, it's uh, it's a bit of a sign of the times at the moment. And um, unfortunately, you know players leaving and and some of the other rumblings going on at the club. It's there's, there's a lot of things that aren't good signs, and it's a test of, you know, how much of that culture is going to be able to hang around and, and for how long. I think it's actually, it's the start of the good signs. I mean, because it's not a good thing he's leaving, obviously, but it's kind of out of the way now, and that's the last kind of thing that's been hanging over. And, uh, and you know, they play, you know, you still want, as soon as Cherry Evans got off, you know, got his out of the road, start to play footy again, so... Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, and then, then, you know, now the, the worst thing for a fan, a Manly fan, is that it's going to get really fucking annoying for the rest of the season because we've got so much money to hit the marketplace more than any other side. And um, there, there are good players coming up, but every single fucking player who is remotely possibly available is going to get linked to the club. And, you know, a tenth of it is going to happen, maybe. And there's just going to be annoying times up ahead as everybody's fucking, you know, because we're not a club that, you know, buys tons of people, you know, often this but is the first gonna, time in a while. Yeah, you're not going to replace those guys, but it'll be interesting to see who comes in to, to do the job. Yeah, and I mean, there's and there's so many variables out there too now because <clears throat> oh, there's so much I could say on the subject of fucking <laughs> shit that's going, going around behind the scenes, but... um. If anyone follows me on Twitter, they would have seen me, you know, put some of it out there last week. And, you know, you, you sort of put out what you can say and, you know, the other stuff I'll, I'll say it when I can. But um, it's just some really, there's some there's some weird, weird shit going on in the background. However, stability-wise, now it's, it's going to be quite stable. It's just going to be, you know, some other things are disappointing. Tuvi, you know, I still think he's gone. I don't care. It doesn't matter what the club does. I think to what the team does on the field, I think Tuvi's gone. It'd be interesting... Um, Kieran Foran wouldn't answer questions about whether he had a get-out clause as Brad Arthur was gone from the Eels. And there's rumours that what's happening is this big overall push to remove power from coaches' hands, like Des Haslers and things like that, which is why the setups that are going across on... Across the NRL. Yeah, across the NRL, which is why you've got your things like, you know, Gould stands over, over Cleary and he just coaches, and then that way, you know, they don't do the player retention. And that's what's happening at the moment with Tuvi. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's being removed from the player contract and, and I'd, I'd actually don't disagree with that I mean like they should have a say but I mean as f- keeping them completely out of the negotiations is probably not a bad thing because it keeps the team being the team and the football operation being the football operation and then the contract stuff is you know out there separate so it doesn't enter into the you know the training side of things but um, Daniel Anderson sitting over the top of Brad Arthur apparently is a bad a bad mac- match and you know friction is occurring and I guarantee that Brad Arthur doesn't leave or get pushed from Parramatta until after round 13. <laughs> because, <laughs> because if he did, it might, it might bring it all crashing down. But um, be interesting. I wouldn't, it would, and I wouldn't be surprised to see um, now Manly actually put their attention to Cherry Evans because I think he's, uh, I think he'd be the the, the one to Tedesco or Molson out of any of them to legally, uh, you know, change your mind and. Well, it's not legally changed your mind because it's, the contracts don't get submitted until around, after round 13. Exactly. So, so could, I think yeah. you, what you were implying was that Tedesco did something wrong or that Molson did something wrong. They all Renege on the contract, that's all. 
I didn't say they did it outside of a period whereby, you know, they broke the law or, you know, you know, white collar crime or anything. I'm just I don't know. I mean. just, yeah, I don't know that the NRL would stand yeah. for that. Yeah, because, well, this is what I heard. I don't know if the, the, what the truth to this is, but I think it's I think it's true. Cherry Evans has gone on the books at the Gold Coast at 450. Right. 300 plus 300 marquee allowance, so that's 750, plus 400 um, third parties. Which are un- un- unguaranteed and everything. So realistically, if Manly could top the seven fifty, and then you know, then third parties are third parties. There's there's a very you know there's probably an you know the guaranteed money. If they could top the guaranteed money, there's a very real chance you know when it becomes the Gold Coast Titans get flogged more. You know they've still got the the fallout from the drugs thing to happen yet because the guys have had their court cases there. We you know sort of push back and. So there's a lot of things that could happen there that might make them think, fuck this, you know, like the hassle, you know, got to move, you know, uproot the family, you know, there's a lot of hassle in there, so you never know. But one thing it does prove, I mean, is that the salary cap is, is certainly effective in this day and age. The only the downside is the salary cap punishes success. Absolutely. Which, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. Rather than, rather than evening the competition through bringing up the, the weak shit sides... It actually punishes the successful size, which is a bit of a downer. Oh, and that's the thing with with South, you know, like they were there or thereabouts for a few years, and then cracked it for the grand final win. Um, looked completely dominant so far in the first two rounds of this season. In two years' time, yeah, very fucking different looking side. Yeah, they don't keep Dylan Walker and Johnston and. You know, Reynolds and Kiri and Inglis and... I oh know Inglis is getting Inglis popular. is pretty much gone, yeah. One well, of the how... Bit, he's only... Uh, yeah. he's 20-something? Yeah. He's still in his 20s. Like, he's got High 20s, left. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got... No, no, but I mean, he's already making noises about fucking off the rugby or something. Yeah. Because he's sick of the, the you know, the the heavy workload of, you know, working half a year. Yeah, it's tough, tough deal. It's very tough to make hundreds of thousand dollars, maybe millions. But, you know, and that's that's a hard thing, you know, like, they've... They've built that, and like Manly did, like you know Bulldogs, any other side, Roosters, all the rest of them. It's that that is tough to see because, especially with you know a number of a side with a number of juniors in it, and mm-hmm. they take the pun on these kids, and, and yep. then all of a sudden they have that success and they become great players, and then obviously yeah. want upgraded contracts. The club yep. can't keep them; they go elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the other thing too. I mean, I think I mean I'm not sure because I don't know what the figures are for other people around the NRL because the salary caps rising and all that sort of thing. But I mean, Foran and Cherry Evans would now have to be the top two paid players in for the rugby, moment, yeah. rugby league as of next year, right? Mm. So you know, people he, you know Foran could talk about oh you know wanting to you know take his game to the next level. I'm not sure how winning premierships playing for your country. Yeah, you know, just once I'd like to see a player say, you know what, it was an offer that was too good to refuse. Yeah, you know, like they're building something in Parramatta, and you know, I'm excited to be a part of it. But in the end, you know, Manly couldn't couldn't match the offer that I got from the Eels, and yeah, I don't like, know if even saw, like that. Yeah, not, not I'm going for the money. Oh well, yeah, no, but but he doesn't. Yeah, his 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 line now is, you know, I uh, um, had to do best what was uh, the the best uh, what was best for my family. Mm. So um, we might start a new section up on the show called Ask Kieran. Maybe send in your send in your uh, your life dilemmas, and maybe we'll get an answer for you. <laughs> but um, I'd like to see there was a, there was a Q and A yesterday on Sportal, a live Q and A, 
where people would send in questions and Kieran would answer them. Every answer to every question was, how to do what's best for my family, pretty much. Like, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was pretty, like, 80% of the time. And the one, the other, the incisive questions were the ones that were just flat out ignored. And, um, and he didn't answer the question about, this is, and this one has been a locked in story for quite a while now, uh, about the, um, the person, the first hand account of a person who remains nameless, who, uh, was at a cafe <laughs> on the Northern Beaches when, when, uh, when Brett Stewart, what Mo Forum were there and Forum was laughing about how he signed, sealed and delivered to Parramatta late last year. Doesn't answer that one. So right. it's interesting. Is this the same faceless man? No, no, not a faceless man. Um, no, not a faceless man. Happy birthday for yesterday too. No one cares. <laughs> Sydney Roosters prop Martin Kennedy has been issued an infraction notice by ASADA. The NRL confirmed Kennedy was facing a ban for possession and attempted use of a banned substance. The uh, quote was, <laughs> the NRL <Attempted> today... <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things we'll talk Let about. He tried to top shelf it and missed <laughs> <laughs> the NRL today issued Sydney Roosters player Martin Kennedy with a notice of alleged anti-doping rule violations under the NRL's league's anti-doping policy. The statement read, The notice alleges that Kennedy breached the policy through the possession and attempted use of banned substances. The NRL will not be making further comment until Kennedy has the opportunity to respond to the NRL. Um, so he's just rejo- rejoined the, the Roosters this year after he was at Brisbane and pretty much spent a lot of his time at Ipswich, I think. Mm. And uh, you know, didn't do much of anything. Hasn't played first grade this year, but... Um, I think that it's just you remember in the NFL in the you know in the eighties ninety you know with the the, the Oakland uh, the, well the LA Raiders at the time you know they all jacked up on Roy's and devastating and you know then you saw like the the you know Sammy Sosa and the Mark McGuire's you know on Androstein and creating you know in quotes the cream but, the clear you know Belton Belton home runs galore Barry Bonds fucking smashing them everywhere every sport. Ben Johnson ripped like a fucking like you know like something that could only come from from Glenn's sexual imagination. He was I a mean, condom full of walnuts, that man. Yeah, excelling faster than any man ever, and he's hitting the ball far. Then Marty Kennedy, Marty Kennedy and the Sharks. What are they fucking doing that they can get on the gear and actually get worse? You're doing performance <laughs> enhancement wrong. <laughs> It's like they could probably get better performance out of themselves if they supplemented by eating fucking Big Macs. <laughs> what or would at the least difference the be? Same. <laughs> well, at least you get some protein and maybe a little bit of a, a rush from the sugar. <laughs> but yeah, they are they are doing sports science wrong. And Martin Kennedy is a, <laughs> Martin Kennedy is an absolute poster child for for doing doing a sports supplementation wrong. And um, the only other, and this go, the other thing goes back to this, Shandor Earls, the only other one who, uh, outside of the Cronulla guys, has come under scrutiny, and he's still waiting for his day in court, mm. you know, so to speak. So, yeah, I wouldn't say I feel sorry for Shandor Earl, but because he did it, he, he admitted what he, he he admitted what he did, and he, he, and he did up, do it. So, you know, like yeah. he stepped up, he was, you know, he came clean about it, and you look at some of the things that have been done by other players and they're still running around in the NRL. Yeah. I mean, he could have shut his mouth and he'd be, he, he, he would have had that three-month net result thing that the other guys got, probably. You know, the whole backdated mm. year thing, you know, had a, had a uh, suspension across the off-season and yep. late through finals and he'd be probably running around for Canberra today. 
So it's just strange how some, you know, the system punishes. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, the system rewards snitches and people who confess, and he's done that, and he's still copped it worse than the Cronulla guys did, who had to do the same thing essentially yeah, to take their to take their uh, the penalty. Next, Penrith Panthers 5'8", Jamie Sauer will miss up to six weeks after undergoing lower back surgery on Tuesday night. Sauer has been struggling with a lower back injury for the opening fortnight of the season. After having scans on the injury, the Panthers sent the playmaker in for surgery on Tuesday night with an expected recovery time of four to six weeks. He could have played through the pain, but Penrith do not want to risk losing their number six at the business end of the season, replacing him with Isaac John for Monday night's clash with the Sydney Roosters. He's been complaining of numbness in his legs, which is believed to be why he handed over the goal-kicking duties to Matt Moylan after two failed conversion attempts to start the match against the Titans in Bathurst on Saturday. The Panthers, who had Jamal Idris sent in for back surgery in the off-season, have been monitoring Sauer's injury for the past fortnight. And uh, in other injury news, John Sutton misses up to six weeks after sustaining a fractured jaw in the Sunday's victory over the Roosters. He uh, suffered the injury, an incomplete fracture of the jaw in the first half of the game. And so that comes on top of him... Uh, Acting up in Arizona. Look on Soward, he's yep. um. Oh fuck, that sounds pretty serious. Numbness in the legs. Yeah. You know, like to the point where a, a you know very solid goal kicker is, is starting to spray him a little bit. And yeah. He's um. You know, I just wonder. You know, does the surgeon put the stitches in and pew pew pew? <laughs> Jamie, you know, he's going to post something on Instagram. He's saying he's throwing his back, he's throwing his back out from the recoil from his little fucking pistols. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's got some powerful little glocks in his fingers. <laughs> he's put, he's, he slipped a disc. <laughs> um, and yeah, bit of a blow for South. I think you know, Sutton's probably not as big a part of the side this season as what he has been in recent years. But they'll still miss him. Um, I think he, you know. Playing in the back row at Lockers is his best um, his best position. We've said it a lot over, over the course of the years, and um, Sias had obviously settled into a nice combination there, and they'll definitely miss him if he's out for that period of time. For sure. Caps kicking off round two of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 32 defeated the Parramatta Eels 12 Friday night football. And uh, this one, the Doggies 32 came from a double to Curtis Rona, a double to Brett Morris, a double to Sam Perrett, four from six conversions to Trent Hodkinson, and the Eels tries to Radradra and Manu Mao with a double. And Reese Robinson, the uh, the lotion eyes didn't get, it, didn't get it done. None from three. <laughs> the sex pestiest goal kicker that it's ever been. <laughs> Bit of a reality check for the Eels. Um, and on top of that, a key inj- injury to uh, to the big semi. Yep. Semi's back in... Uh, Semi's back, more flaccid. Back in the workshop for about 10 weeks, I think. Yeah. Fair while, anyway. Um, I think that'll test them. They, they sort of came out of the blocks in round one. Uh, with a bang, and, and this will test the, the side and also Arthur's ability to overcome adversity. Um, you know, they're, they're still a side that's learning how to be good and um, learning how to deal with without their, their best player of the last six seasons. So, um, 
you know, it, that's, it's a real, uh, a real blow for them. Just on uh, Brett Morris for the Dogs, he's, he's going to be the biggest story of the season for two clubs in the same year <laughs> for very different reasons. Um, he's going to be a fantastic addition for the Dogs. He's already shown plenty of signs already, um, and we're only two weeks into the season. And when you look at how the Dragons attack, Yep. Without, you know, that guy is possibly the best finisher in the NRL. And he's he's going to be looking to me like he, he's, he might just be that missing piece for the, of the puzzle for the Dogs. They made the grand final last year, but didn't really have a lot of, of real, you know, that real strike power to, to match South in the grand final. And Morris might just be that guy if they can get back there to, to get him over that hump. But... Um, I think we're only just starting to realise just what a massive blow letting him go from the Dragons it really is. Yeah, well, the fact they can't score any points. Yeah, zero. <laughs> but zero we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get to those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, Parramatta back to earth in a big in a big big way, and you know it's not just uh, Semi that got the injury too. I mean they had a couple of things pop up through the course of that game. Sandow. Yep. And uh, what mate? He got a little boo boo on his knee. Sent him to hospital. Such a hater, mate. Poor little deer. I hope he's okay. He'll probably put a little fucking Pixar Cars band-aid on his knee. <laughs> Give it a kiss. Give it a lollipop. He'd be a Dear good Lord. boy. <laughs> Send Baymax out there to fix his little knee up. Poor little fucking Anthony Watt, mate. <laughs> Please stop. At Shithead Listener. <laughs> I still fucking love his handle. Outclassed by the Bulldogs tonight, but plenty of positives to take from that game too. Bulldogs didn't miss Reynolds. And that is true. They did not miss Reynolds. And I mean, it was funny to see when Reynolds wasn't going to be in this game. It was interesting to see the reaction from Bulldogs fans, which was at least as far as the ones that I follow. And I mean, we've seen, we see a lot, you know, passing through the uh, on the This Week in League account. But my personal one, I've got a lot of Doggies fans on there too. But... For me, what what my impression was was overwhelmingly like, thank fuck I've had enough of his bullshit. Wow. And you know, Mbai Mbai is 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 you know is the better option and he's the future and the blah blah blah. How quickly they turn, hey? Yeah. So I just I just found it interesting. I don't really have a, you know, much of a comment on it other than say, interesting the way they really, like it wasn't like he signed for somewhere else. He just got fucking <laughs> done for a couple. He just got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I can see why though, because some of the things he's done, and certainly his brain explosions against Brisbane last year—that's yeah. that doesn't sit well with any fan. <laughs> Just couldn't. Yeah, but you, but usually, I mean, it doesn't sit well with fans of football in general. However, fans of the club that has that player, some you know, more often than not, you see them actually. Rally, rally around him and defending it and, you know, rationalising, you know, for whatever reason. Um, GT351 underscore Johns, great to get a win. We weren't at our best, but we won. I'll take it. And I don't know what that says. Oh, yeah, doggies. I think he was smashing the Usos because there's, there's numbers in the middle of words and stuff. It's just... <laughs> whoever, uh, yeah, whoever owns shares in an Uzo company did well. Drew underscore Nathan five. I remember when Eels fans were excited about the Hain plane leaving. I think they all want tickets on the flight now. <laughs> Early days, but yeah. Niles nineteen ninety one. One of the one of the uh, the Mitchai. Semi Edwards Sandow Champion Paulie 
Pritchard, all with knee injuries. Congrats to the West Tigers 2014 <laughs> strength and conditioning staff on their power appointment. It's fucking so true. It's a long list when you think of it, isn't it? Shane Aaron Elvis, has Bo Champion ever made it to round three? <laughs> Not recently. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> Rev's, that's, uh, yeah, that's a very good observation. That's an excellent point. Rev Sunny, 101. Who uh, we met, who sort of emerged and you know came out of came out of hiding at the uh, the El Loco meet up at the end of the year down there on Grand Final day. Uh, yeah, Garth or Wayne, he's one of the ones. He's Garth or Wayne from. <laughs> 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 well, the Paris scum had their brief moment of hope before reality reasserted itself. That's and then he's, he's tagged the, you know the eels and the bulldogs in there. He is a pretty staunch bulldog. Yeah. to be fair, the based Chapo. AKA Chapo, everyone knows Chapo. Somewhere in Brisbane, Nate was cheering when Watmo went down injured last night. Hash enemy for life. Wrong, James. You'll you'll have you know. I don't wish injury on any players, ever, even the ones I really fucking hate. And I still don't like fully. I don't. You know, there's plenty of guys I hate more than Watmo. Let me tell you. But I'll troll him. I'll, I'll troll him on Twitter until he blocks me, which was like last week. Did he? Anyway, yeah. Sad day. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that, Nathan. Yeah, blocking you. So it's just, you know, why would you... No, why I mean, would you you're block bullshit me? that I don't agree with. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything to him. Maybe he blocked me when I said that one and said, you know, I hope the boo-boo on your knee gets better or something. But I admit that sincerely, though. It wasn't like he had a fucking ACL. He just had a little scratch on his knee. So my father got infected. Let's Take a on. shower, motherfucker. Move on. Take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was... um. I was chatting to someone last week about uh, yeah Todd Greenberg was talking since you know no he wasn't talking shit he was actually he was enlightening people in the process about you know carryover points and blah 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 about you know um, the length of time people get suspended for and what goes into the calculations etc cetera, etc cetera. and someone was retweeting it and I, I think I replied to them and and I was saying like you know, I can't see his tweets you know his tweets don't hit my timeline because I got blocked ages ago for you know for, uh, and I think it was like you know for something innocuous. So then I went back and did the Twitter search and looked for, you know, tweets from me featuring at Todd underscore Greenberg. And let me tell you, I fucking nearly got tears from laughing so hard. <laughs> Fuck, I fed it to him. <laughs> this, <laughs> the classic, the just, you know, across like probably 30 tweets, like, it's just the best of I'm so fucking proud of him. I might print him out and put him on the wall. It was That's just, just oh, sad. It's so, I, feel, I feel bad for you. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad for Todd Greenberg. I didn't realise I fed it to him so badly. Also on Friday night, Brisbane Broncos 10 to feed the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 2 at the tip. And boy, this was a fucking garbage, mud, whatever game you want to call it. And the tip was the appropriate venue for such a game in front of a crowd of not even 8,500. It's like they knew, <laughs> they all got in their DeLoreans and knew what the fucking game was going to be like. <laughs> Broncos, 10 points came from tries to Corey Oates and Lachlan Maranta. Corey Parker got a conversion. And that's a 10. Sharkies, 2. Michael Gordon, penalty goal. The end. Every year we find a game where we have nothing to say. This is that game. Actually had some tweets. And I, don't, I wonder if I put it in there. No, I didn't. But someone said you should say, you know, the, the score. And that's it. And I think that's what we will say. This, was an, uh, this, this game was uh, utterly... It was what's the opposite of like a, an ornament of the game, or an, or an the opposite of an advertisement for rugby league? It's like an obituary, an obituary for rugby league. 
Exactly. That's exactly what this game was. I awarded that zero might points. That the uh, the title. Of this. It, could, it could be. There's been a couple of contenders this week. I'm trying to. Be, I've been keeping track of them, but yeah. I awarded this game zero points, and may God have mercy on its soul. Drew underscore Nathan five. So people are calling that a Broncos win. Really, a win? That's like claiming a win for life in prison instead of the chair. <laughs> That's impossible. Impossible. Dear Jordan Kahu, to quote Patches O'Houlihan, holy hell, son, you're about as useful as a clock-cock-flavoured lollipop. <laughs> you know that reference, right? Nope. Pulp Fiction? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the, the uh, I believe Patches O'Houlihan was uh, the character that Samuel L. Jackson played. <laughs> Excellent. See? I watch movies. Had a wallet that said cock-flavoured lollipop. Um... <laughs> Uh, B15542 when you say the tip I didn't think the game would be something from the depths of hell <laughs> hash the tip hash rubbish hash, hash vuvuzela fest Luke Shark 74 bring back Asada and fuck off Flano less attack and creativity in 2015 hash Asada hang over my ass. Slirious some absolute rubbish served up at the tip this evening and we move on to Saturday's games the first one Penrith Panthers 40 defeat the Gold Coast Titans Nil. Hey, Penrith, well, it's easy for scoring, isn't it? Penrith Panthers 40 came from a hat-trick to Jamal Idris. Manly bound Jamal Idris, if you'll believe the stories. <laughs> Dean Farage with double. George Jennings, Sikamanu, Bryce Cartwright also with tries. Matt Moylan got four from six. And, of course, um, Jamie Sowd, as mentioned earlier, he missed from his first two attempts, possibly due to a back injury caused by recoil from his pew-pew-pew. <laughs> Six shooters. Pea shooters. <laughs> Spud guns. <laughs> I think the Titans played their grand final last week and the Tigers took their best. And now the NRL are there to feast on the carcass. And uh, to the rest of the NRL, the Tigers say, you're welcome. I thought Idris has probably had his best game as a Panther. Hattrick. Yeah. Looked good, strong, uh, ran good lines, just. Uh, you know, for all the hype around Idris, he's just hasn't had enough of those games. He's never been that committed to playing for any side, <laughs> and like, that's sad to say for someone that is a professional footballer. He's played for he's paid a fortune to you know the, for the Titans, and he mm. couldn't get motivated there. And he's even had problems. I mean, he's a great game for Penrith, don't get me wrong, but this very season, you know, the, at the start of the season. Yeah, there's problems. There's always seems to be problems following, which is why I wouldn't ever want him to uh, come across the manly like like people are saying. For the Panthers to win forty nil, when the score at the twenty minute mark was nil all, like, yeah, that's that's a decent going. Titans fairly hard done by too. I thought on a couple of occasions. The Titans. Yeah, early yeah, on. There was early a few tries disallowed by the, the video ref until they finally cracked it. Once the once they uh, they got over the line for the first time, the floodgates really opened, and and the Titans didn't show a whole lot of commitment in defence. There was a lot of missed tackles, and um, you know maybe the everything that's been going on with them and is is starting to take its toll on the club. And um, I love the fact that Penrith took the game to Bathurst. Such a good initiative, and and country rugby league will benefit greatly from it. I just wish more clubs did it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, Canberra's, you know, they play their games at GIO, but why why, why not go to? You know, there's a lot of rugby league. That's rugby league heartland west yeah. of there. 
Yeah. There's got to be a ground somewhere that with a couple of grandstands. Yeah, it'd be nice if they take like yeah, each take team. The Titans there. Each team, well, even if each team gave up a home game or something like that. Hmm. But you know, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of you know commercial realities around that, and not everyone can do it, and you know agreements. Fuck's sake, like the NRL just announced, but yeah, you know, a war chest, a fucking surplus of funds, and all the grassroots and all the rest yeah. of it. Counted as a grassroots, you know, feeding some grassroots cash back into the game. Yep, and and, and supplement the clubs that way for the. Yep, why not? Yeah. It's had, there is no reason why not. Okay, Michael Darren, 79. I think I'd have to be on cocaine to enjoy this game. Jeez. But, yeah, I thought, I mean, this was enjoyable enough to set, you know, once the try started flying, it was a bit frustrating early, but, you know. I enjoy watching Penrith play. Berkeley underscore Eagle. The Dave Smith-sponsored Titans are living up to their broke wooden spoon Vuvuzela performance again. <laughs> Mup 23. I can't wait for these trials to be over. Bring on footy season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, maybe. Titans are real contenders this year. With performances like that, the spoon is theirs. Said by a Dragons fan wow. with, with a little bit of wishful thinking mixed in. Um, H Dragons fan. Panthers went boom in the second half. Helped that the Titans started coming down at half time. Imagine when the Titans play the Dragons. Well, yeah, I mean, Titans plus Dragons or Sharks. They should really just fear. fucking have a round robin of atrocity. Rugby league atrocity. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that the Raiders are going to dig themselves out of that Vuvuzela zone of being like a guaranteed shit mm. game side. They already, ha- I think they already have this season. But um, Knights and Para, they used to be, they used to be good for it. Yeah, well, I don't think either of those those sides will either this year. But uh, Sharks, perennial. Titans, Sharks, Dragons, <laughs> Sharks, perennial, perennial guarantee of a shit game. There's no surprise that you know crowds are low over a tip, and uh, also they've lost a lot of games at the a tip trio of the as well. Of atrocities. Mighty Manly Sea Eagles twenty-four to feed the Melbourne Storm twenty-two. Brookvale Oval, the Fortress, twenty-four points from Manly came from tries to Skivvy, Steve Matai, Brett Stewart with a double, and Blake Leary. Jamie Lyon four from four conversions to feed the Storm. Twenty-two points came from tries to Young, Tonomapia, double to Blake Green. Will Chambers also with a try, and Cameron Smith three from four. Manly answered their critics again for a week. Um, emphatically. Emphatically. Good chance at Brookvale again this weekend. Um, and Foreign, having done the same sort of thing that Cherry Evans done. Well, it doesn't matter. He's not playing for a couple of weeks anyway. True. I just uh, I just wonder if they're going to be able to use that sort of stuff as motivation, if that is what rallies them together, or whether it just becomes a, a fuck you to the front office. <laughs> Yeah, I think and, it's. And I think that's it, what drives their season yeah. from here. I think it's a bit of that, but I think mostly it's just uh, those that, those particular players don't have to fucking worry about that. You know, that they're, they're yeah. kind of sorted out and they don't have to worry about that sort of shit anymore. It's clearly affected both of their their play, um, probably for and even more. And um, but yeah, we, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, I thought Melbourne had no answers again, as the Eagles had their number um, again at Brookvale Oval and. Um, you know, we, we, well, I say we, but you talk a lot about forty nil, but um, it's such a such a huge rivalry. But and, and I don't know the exact stats, but it just seems Manly just seems to have the wood on them. Yeah, yeah. Storm got them both last year, though. There was that Golden Point extra time game, the second game, and the first game of the season was at Brookvale, and it was like this one actually. Manly went out to a lead, and then. The storm came back and just got him right at the end. I just, um, 
I don't know. It's, maybe it's just a gut feeling, but whenever Manly play the Storm, certainly in big games, I always lean towards Manly. Yeah, there was, a, there was a period there where we just could not beat them no matter what mm. until we hit 2008 and there was a game about three or four rounds before the end of the season where I think we just, I think we might have lost the game 16-10 or something like that. But I remember after that game, I just had, I was just like, oh, we've, we've got, oh, we've figured, we figured it now, we've got them. And then the next time we met was the 2008 grand final and the rest is history. Um, did you have anything else to say? I thought... Uh Daly Cherry Evans came out with the best possible response um, to the week that he'd had and, and the announcement and some of the, the flack that he was copping online and in the media <clears> through the way some of that stuff was handled. But um, the fans were cheering him on and, and everyone was pretty happy when he was setting up tries and making breaks. But I wonder if they'll be that forgiving if he, he hits a bit of a form slump in the middle of the season or and Manly, you know, Manly are chasing wins. Um to establish themselves in the eight, and he's um, he's not quite getting it done. I wonder if they'll be uh, quite as forgiving. Tell you one thing: what a what a delight, Manly have unearthed the future in a wonderful young player. I believe he's related to the guys um, up in uh, in Newcastle there, and um, <laughs> Felitti Mateotia in five eighth. What a delight it is to have a five eighth that passes the ball. Silky skills. Late on the first try of the match from Stewart to, to Matai, and who knows? Maybe we might get the best out of him. The problem is, <laughs> you get it two weeks in a row and longer is you know that's that's the real trick. But um, I'm pleased that he's uh, seems to have settled, done something, and uh, seems to be going okay. Um, had a, another couple of uh, I mean, we had Denamis Louis. He 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 was he was good for us last year. Came out and he just got Tonema Pear and fucking stole his soul with a hit. It's, <laughs> it's the hit of the year already, and it may it may not be beaten. But I'll tell you what, come close with young young Turbojet at the end. He was getting Jamie Bure minutes, like he only got like five minutes at the end, which is okay because I mean, remember Bure used to be like that too. When he started in first grade, he'd only get a couple minutes at the end, couple minutes at the end. But um, geez, he came out first play that he had too belted storm player I can't remember what it was he was running the ball up like you know just out of their own end and later on he dived on a loose ball when you know the storm was threatening uh, to get back into the game so the future looks bright and his brother Tommy Turbo in the first two games of the season in, in Holden Cup or whatever it is these days he scored seven tries and laid on five oh, yeah. <laughs> in two games so fucking sensation that's Tedesco level um <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make, make another point. Yeah, Mate- just on Mateo, like, very enigmatic, but I don't know if you remember back to 2009. Well, yeah, who could forget? That yeah. guy was running that guy was running shit like a boss. Yeah. And, you know, he was, he was instrumental. Everyone, including myself, talks about Jared Haynes' run in 2009, but Felitti Mateo was... He was, he, he was putting Haynes away a lot of times. And this is the thing, maybe Matteo appreciates being like a five eighth and getting his head, getting his his shoulders and arms through backs and halves. I just don't rather than being his a toughness, ba- rather, I, rather than being a battering ram, you yeah. know, having to do the pack stuff, you know. I, I don't rate his toughness, but I rate his skill. Yeah, and maybe that's and a, that, maybe that's what they need to do, like like they did in this game. Exactly. Put him in a skill position, yeah. and not ha- and not have I, to I do the, you know the battering ram um, shit. 
He's cut out physically, size-wise, yeah. definitely yeah. cut out for back row. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He's a lock forward every day of the week. Yep. Yeah. Could probably play a, an edge running, you know, back row, second row with with a good offload. Yeah. But he just doesn't like doesn't like the tough stuff. Yeah. And he's never going to be a guy that's going to make a huge amount of tackles and 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 still have that uh, you know fitness wise. I don't think he's he's going to be able to do that and and still have an, a, a high impact level in attack. Five eighty spot. Yep. Obviously, isn't going to have it for all that long, but. Or will he? Certainly made well. <laughs> or, or will certainly he? made the most of it in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's all I had to say on that one. But I, I love the fact that Louis and uh, Liggy, that's all I had to Liggy, say. Liggy Sow got so he, he he got some minutes, and so they're bringing up these young props as well, which is great because now I mean you know the forward pack they still got guys like Starling and uh, BJ to come back into the side, and so it's actually looking like you know the you know I mean. Hassan is a concussion machine, you know, much like Liam Fulton. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although this time he's out, you know, via suspension for, you know, putting the fucking cigar tiger knee on the on the Watmo, which I applaud greatly. But um, he's looking like the forwards aren't too bad too. Throw throw a, a Burgess S in there, or a Burgess Jesus. T, and fucking uh, looking good. Okay. uh... Fucking this thing has not uh has not uh put the person's name on this one, so I'll skip that tweet. Sorry, uh, person. Then we got J again. J Baby Royal. Some brutal hits. Nice game on both sides, but clearly Manly are just going to get on with it and be a force this year. Cunts. Karim Karan. Manly win. Para lose. Balance has been restored to the force. Sleep well, I will. Hash purple cheats. <laughs> Blue underscore Beaver. The Hiku Highway triumphs over the Corabetti Corridor. The real hero. <laughs> The real hero was Snake. The Prince of Brookvale reigns supreme. And uh, 40 zip. Got to say, Cherry will never experience those sorts of wins on the Goldie. Money can't buy those moments. And uh, Do you think he cares? I don't. Not at this stage. He's got 10 weeks to start caring. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'll see what Joe Perry does. Probably the wrong thing because, hey, he's a fucking idiot. Or oh, he's under orders from idiots. Remains to be seen. The Newcastle Knights, 16, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 14, at 1300 Teeth Stadium. Unbelievable result. The Knights, 16, came from a double to Joseph Leilua. Joseph, he's not even Joey anymore. Oh, my God. And the Uate Partey got a try as well. Tyrone Roberts, 2 from 3. The Cowboys, 14 points, came from tries to Ethan Lowe and Matt Scott. Thurston, 2 from 2. A penalty goal as well on top of that. We've had the Jordan rules. Now we're going to have the Thurston rules. He's going to... Whenever anyone goes near him now, there's been that much made in the media about it. Yeah. I, I think he's going to get some favourable calls. Which yeah. is probably not a bad result, considering... He got DDT'd he was a couple of times. Head yeah, well, he, got D, he got DDT'd a couple of times as well. So... I um, Just not good enough from the Cowboys. Two losses to start the season. Both at home. At, both yeah. at home. That's going to hurt them down the stretch. Well, you the know. the Cowboys, if there's one thing the Cowboys have been, no matter how shit they are, it's like they're a side that banks the home games. That's right. And then gets enough of the away games to get into the finals. And then obviously they have to play most of their finals games away at that point, And that's when they find themselves bundled out. Either that or conspiracy, depending on who you talk to. Mainly conspiracy. Yep. Um, I thought the Knights were gritty and at times they were grubby, but they, they got the result at a 
pretty tough place to come away with, as we just mentioned, to come away with, with two points. Um, I think Rick Stone, he might be the guy, you know, he's had some success at Newcastle prior to Bennett coming, and he uh, he just seems to crack the code with yep. the club, you know? Yep. And doesn't expect too much from, from players that can't deliver it, and he's got, you know, Roberts and, and Mullen and... Um, those sort of guys just directing traffic and he's got a, a good honest pack of forwards and yeah I don't think they're going to be a side that's going to blow people out of the water with scintillating attack but they've got enough strike weapons with you know as I just mentioned Roberts, Mullen uh, Gagai out wider his, his footwork is, is and he's come on so far since being at Newcastle yeah he was he was okay at Brisbane but yeah, but he he hadn't really spent any time really in first grade. Like you know, it, it was only a couple of games, wasn't it? A couple of games in his first season. Handful, yeah, yeah. But coming to the Knights, I, th- I think it's um, you know it was a kick in the pants that he obviously needed after getting into a bit of trouble at Brisbane, and um, you know Newcastle are reaping the rewards of that faith that they showed in him. And uh, Hammers, the first one, H four M M E R Z. Is it just me, or are those rise for Alex things meaningless when Newcastle play like grubby cunts? Excellent point. That's a good point. Drew underscore Nathan five. Knights undefeated premiers 2015. Hash one in a row. Hash mm. calling it early. Arpop. Schwank of essence. Cowboys starting the year off like normal. Shithouse. And in the process, fucking with my tipping and my sanity. They were bankable, like, they're, they're bankable home team, like, almost the extent that Manly, you know. Exactly. At the peak. He, um, I'll, I'll be catching up with uh, Popsh. Yep. At uh, at Suncorp. It's a Friday night. Yep. Right. He's uh, going to buy me a bourbon. He said. Uh, well, that's how I read it. J Baby Royal, hard life as a Cowboys supporter should be sweet by the round fourteen run home. Ash, at least we're good on the road. <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs thirty four defeated the Sydney Roosters twenty six on Sunday. And uh, the Rabbitohs' 34 points came from tries to Dylan Walker, a double to Alex Johnson, George Burgess, Joel Reddy, Isaac Luke, also with tries, Adam Reynolds, five from six conversions, and the Roosters' 26 came from tries to Daniel Tupo, a double to Michael Jennings, Dylan Napper, two dads, Sean Kenny Dow, and Maloney, three from five conversions. I think even without English, the Rabbitohs are probably one of the best two or three teams in the comp. He just makes them almost impossible to stop um, when he's fit and, and firing and... Uh, you know his his mind is on the job. There's there's just not a better player in the game. The try that he laid on for Alex Johnson. Yeah, like, I mean that's I more, mean, that, that's more Johnson for me. I mean like Ingles Ingles did well to get well, it, to get it out of the Ingles. Ingles. Like, Yeah, he, he took he did well to, he did, he did well to do, to do that. But I mean, it was Alex jo- Alex Johnson who had the the presence to get himself into position to be passed to, which often. You know, when that, in that sort of situation, everyone's really just watching to see if the guy gets out there, mm. gets out of the in goal. And so, I mean, Alex Johnson got himself in the position where he would, you know, could be past two. And, uh, you know, then it shut the gate. I mean, it's the fucking pace. Hasn't he? Amazing. With some of the tripe dished up already this year by some sides, and we've mentioned one game already, and we'll get to another one. Um,. I thought this game was a refreshing change. Two class sides really going after it. and This is the best game this season. Absolutely. Easily. Um, 
just well matched. There's rivalry there. They, you know, they they don't like each other as teams. Their fan bases fucking despise one another. And then, you know, two really good sides, really well coached, mm-hmm. and and who are going, just you know, going pretty well. Huge you know, amount of early. talent on display. It was just, it was always going to be a fantastic game, and it certainly didn't disappoint. Um, I thought Sean Kenny Dow dropping it over the line was very, very costly, especially when you look at the final score. Um, Bruce, the Roosters really missed an opportunity there to to try and keep that momentum and, and go on with the job. Yeah. Um, Tell you what, if he played for the Springfield Panthers under eights, he'd be copping a fucking lot of extras for an error like that. Do you know how hard no bananas it is? and solo for that effort. Do you know how hard it is to get seven-year-old kids to put the ball down over the line? Well, like, easily should be fucking easiest thing in the world. Well, you'd think so, but they it's the object of the game essentially. Jackson goes for the Superman dive. So yeah. No matter, gonna... no matter what, he's going into the six. He's just going to always give it a dive. Yeah. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. And. He um, so he's okay. He's he's getting the ball down. He's more chance of winding himself than dropping the ball. Yeah. Couple of the kids just one kid just tossed it, <laughs> threw it at the ground. I'm like, so they spiked it like gridiron or something. Yeah, like yeah. just. Oh. I'm, I'm like, you can't do that, mate. Yeah. It was the first time he, he did it in training, but it was the first time he ever ever got across the stripe. Yeah. And it was fairly obvious because he didn't know he had to put the ball down properly. <laughs> well, if he didn't know, he didn't I, know. I failed him as a coach. Yeah, if he didn't know, you know, you can't hate on that. Surely they've watched a bit of footage. But if he did it again... Maybe, you know, you maybe know. my kid, as you know, not every kid's as obsessed with footy as mine is. Yeah, exactly. Um, another kid, one of our best players, up until this season, he was, or certainly last season, he was our biggest player... He's got footwork, he's got power, he belts people in defence. Yeah. He's got this thing where he has to put the ball down one-handed. No yeah. one around him has got to put it down one-handed. Yeah. He's got hands bigger than mine. Yeah. His biceps are bigger than mine. Kid's seven years of age. Yeah. Put the fucking ball down. <laughs> Dive over the line. You just fuck. hear his dad going, Todd, just put, just put the ball down. <laughs> like his, his dad's imploring him, just please. <laughs> Just enough with the flashy put-downs. Well, you, you eat me out of house at home, the least <laughs> you can fucking do is put the ball down, son. Exactly. <laughs> if you listen to one thing I'll tell you, listen to this. Just put the ball down. But hey, these are seven-year-old kids. Sean Kenny Dow is not a seven-year-old kid. No. And, and he, he doesn't put the ball down any better than these kids. And he's paid handsomely. Yes, yes, Handsomely to do so. Yeah, I... You know, who knows what would have happened, but in the context of where the game was at at that stage, um, very, very costly. Yeah. They were all over him at that point. And, I mean, they still did, you know, get themselves out to a good lead. But it would have been a better one. And a little bit harder to peg back. Do you have anything else to say on this one? No, sir. Oh, it's the, 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 not the turning point, but, I mean, it's it's just terrible. That the, the nail, it wasn't the nail in the coffin. It was the it was the, the one that changed the lead and got South the lead towards the end there. Ready. You deserved that, Roosters. You didn't deserve to win that game. The, the second that you made a decision as a team to let John Reddy score a try on you. And he'd already shown them what his true capabilities are, trying to, you know, find a bomb. <laughs> bomb. He, he, did, he, got, he, was, he was closer to the bomb when it left the boot than he was to the bomb where it landed. <laughs> 
and look, those kicks are never easy to take, even if you're not Joel Reddy. But when you are, they're, they're nigh on impossible. And when you are, I mean, it's just it's just it's it's great comedy to see on the you know on the field. It's just hilarious. But yeah, and for him to be the hero, come on, Roosters, you were doing so well. Um, Drew underscore Nathan five said, uh, "Do the Rooters get a discount when they go to the barber and ask for a team shit haircut?" JWH looks like the head of a dick. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> At East Fan, East second halves are basically sloppy seconds. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it must be frustrating, especially when you know your team can play, yeah. you know, 80 high quality minutes. Yeah, 2010 Manly second halves, those ones. Remember that year when Manly used to get out to 20 nil every game and get pegged back every game and, you know, either just win or just lose. Uh, Sammy Boy, 1986. I don't remember him doing that in round one. When they were destroyed by the West Tigers. In 2010? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were destroyed. That's how I remember it, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and that's the story of the last time you pretty much had anything to smile about. <laughs> uh, Sammy Boy 1986. A grubby rabbit sneaking in the back door. I'm done with fluffy animals. I don't know what to make of that. That's... That's a little cryptic. Mildly sexual. <laughs> yeah. and I've got a, a mystery boner. Andy underscore Seegs. Cracker of a game. Score flattered south a touch, but they deserve the win. Entertaining live footy. Who to thunk it? I don't think it's called flattered south. I mean, you know, I don't know if that means he would have preferred to finish 28, 26, mm. or, you know, maybe that would have been, you know, nice, but, you know, they definitely deserved it. The, the coffin nail from uh, Luke was, you know, certainly well deserved, and the Roosters really fell the fuck off there. Warriors 18. Defeated the Canberra Raiders 6 GIO. And uh, this one, the 18 points came from tries to the beast, Manu Vatavai. Solomon Cutter, Ryan Hoffman also with tries. And we had uh, Sean Johnson, 3 from 3 conversions. They had a couple of attempted field goals in there too, but uh, none of them landed. The Raiders tried a Sisawaka. Jared Croker with one conversion from his only attempt. Thought Tompkins had some nice touches for the Warriors. Um... Maybe last season was a, a stepping stone to, to bigger and better things. He just was finding his feet and settling down. And I guess time will tell, but um, certainly for this game and and against the Raiders, who we've already said aren't probably going to be a huge premiership force this year, it's hard to say that that's how things are going to go for Tompkins this season. Um, but certainly a good start. Uh, Ryan Hoffman, again, showing his class. Yeah. Um, He's an important boy, and I know I've already said it, but um, it just—he's another missing link. I think he's yeah. uh, it could just that toughness, his experience, and um, you know he's a winner at the end of the day. He's yeah. fucking—he's played, you know, for the Storm during their success. He's he's been across to England, and and you know he's played Origin for Australia. Uh, it's it's exactly the type of player that Warriors need, and he's you know he's tough. He's not he's not a flashy guy that you know has a ton of errors in his game. He's just just very very solid and and you know leads by example. Just on the uh, on the Raiders, they certainly have their exciting moments, and you know I thought Wonga's try was was really well done in this game, but consistent eighty minute performances just aren't their thing, and and even less so under Ricky Stewart. So um, I think it's going to be a long season for Raiders fans. But, you know, they they will have the odd moment in games. You know, the, there's a fair bit of talent in the side with 
um, Croker and Blake Austin and uh, and White in there as well. So uh, they'll shock a few people along the way, but I just their consistency is is going to be a real issue for them. Yeah, I think they're going to have a better season this year than they did last year. And I saw Ricky Stewart in a press conference. He was saying it's the same sort of thing that he said a lot of the times last year when they were getting smashed. But you know, he's, you know, if he's happy if they if they lose playing like that or you know playing that way, then yeah, yeah, so happy. And I have to this week for the first time I have to actually agree with him. I mean, they tried to lift the stages and you know smash the Warriors yeah. and you know some re- big defense, yeah, as well. big defense and. Trying to rise to the occasion. Yeah, and you've got to remember these the two corresponding games last year, they lost by fifty something to you know, to sixteen, eighteen, both times, you know, like fifty four to eighteen or something. So this is another game this game, you know, could have gone that way, but they actually did lift and I think their attack isn't there yet. And, you know, will it get there? I don't know. But certainly attitude wise and heart wise, they are playing with more than they did last year. So if nothing else, you know the Raiders fans should at least have a team to be proud of in terms of the fact that they're going to give it a go and and you know even if they're outclassed you know might not have the have the the manpower. Sure. But but they give, they'll give it a go and they won't turn it up and yeah you know, and and cop you know the the big floggings like they did last year. At Tall Hayden, do the Warriors have thirty eight different sock styles to go with their thirty eight <laughs> jerseys? Because that's a lot of socks. Does anyone own them all? Only rich people like Eric Watson and. Yeah, that's mad it. butcher. No proper, you know, sold to the Earth key. We'd be able to afford it, even in New Zealand dollars. Yeah, Solzy zero four. Five minutes of footy killed the Raiders today. Warriors the better side. Hash fuck. Hash at least it wasn't fifty. <laughs> uh, Small mercies. A fridge too far. Frank Paul the wrecking ball can't help the fucking Raiders score. How did he end up? The Raiders, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, some people make some strange decisions. They must have been about money because the yeah. Tigers were chasing him very hard. Yeah, so. but I don't think they're paying him a fortune either. Mm. Maybe, maybe when you know the East offer is you know low because they need to fit players in, the Tigers offer was okay, and the Raiders offer was you know maybe slightly better, and he's just after every cent. Um, at Super League Pod uh, over in England, just reading his Definitely. stats. Edric Lee is 1.96 metres tall. I can only assume he's trying to find the other four centimetres with his hair. <laughs> and succeeding. Yeah. And uh, Troy underscore 79. Liking Hodgson's work so far. We're a much improved side from last year. We'll go a lot better than all you cunts think. Now listen. Calm your, crazy fa- calm your, f- your foul mouth down and listen to what I just said about Canberra. And I said that I thought they would go better, th- have a better season. I didn't say results-wise, but you know. As a team that you can be proud of, I think you're going to be better off this season. Okay, let's finish up with Monday night foot bitch. The West Tigers 22 defeat. I'm glad you're yawning, Glenn, because that's how I feel about particularly the second half of this game. <laughs> West Tigers 22 defeat St. George Illawarra's Warra Dragons 4 out at Campbelltown. Poorly managed Campbelltown. Apparently there was a huge line out there, people trying to get into the game as the game's going, and I think they let the last like 200 in or something like that, just through the gates open. But um, the Tigers 22 came from tries to Kevin Nakama, double to Paddy Richards and James Tedesco. Pat Richards, two from four conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons, four points. Try to Dale Nielsen, Dane Nielsen, the end. Run TMB is in full swing for, for 25 minutes, and that was... Probably going to be enough over the course of the season to beat most sides. Um, 
Tedesco justifying every last bit of the hype had an amazing game all round and um, he sort of had a touch of the fucking got spiders on me <laughs> even in the second half where things just didn't quite click and um, the Tigers certainly their attack Brooks and Moses just threw some silly balls and a few Benji uh, Marshall specials yeah they were just they were trying to overplay their hand and I, I think that's because the Dragons were shot to fucking pieces too they just you know they were making ground at will, and yeah. um, then they wanted to put the flashy moves on, and it, the passes just weren't sticking, and, and I guess you have nights like that, but um, you'd like to see them, instead of persisting with it, just go back and play that grinding style, because there was nothing Dragons could do about our attack, um, and if it was off the back of some, some real solid go forward and, and you know more conservative or, or more... Um, well thought out fifth tackle options. Yeah. We would have put a whole lot more points on the Dragons. So, um, I thought Aaron Woods was fantastic and he almost single handedly beat the Dragons into submission with another dominant display. And he's, um, that's two weeks in a row. So, he'd be up there for the Dally M. Get on him while he can. Um, <laughs> I got on, I got on this game, the Tigers to win by 51 points at 101 to 1. I'll put $5 on it. And at 20 nil up after 25 minutes, I was like, this is fucking easy money. I'm rich, bitch. And no, not to be. No, that's why it was $101 or whatever the odds were. <laughs> um, like, everyone's, everyone's jizzing over Tedesco, but Simona was doing a lot of that. Mm. It, like, it, yeah, he's the one throwing the last pass on a lot of those. Yeah, And they were, like, really quick, like, you know, catch and release sort of situations as well. And there's a couple that came that's close that. to coming off. And then the ones that then you know the one the ones that Paddy Richards did score, yeah, you know, they did come off. He um, what a surprise when you play someone in their in their preferred position. That they actually play football properly. Yeah, he was yeah. left centre, and the games where he played left centre, and and even left wing, he carved. Mm-hmm. And then last year Potter was playing at right centre or right wing. And it's just, yeah, just they're two different. I know they look the same, but <laughs> no, if, clearly if not. you're adept to one side of the field, especially as a centre, there's probably no other position really yep. that um, where you, you you have a preferred side of the field, I guess. Yeah. Um, just let the guy play there. All right. You finished with the rundown? Yeah, I think so. I was I was disappointed in the second half as well, and. Um, you could see the Tigers grew more and more frustrated by not being able to put points on um, as the game wore on. But in the end, they just had to put the cue in the rack and enough was enough and on to yep. South this week. All right. And uh, we have our Footy Facts 37. If Tedesco's legs are made of biscuits, they must be mint slices, the finest biscuits known to man. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Fucking underscore day underscore. Break. Hash run TMB only needs to walk tonight against this rifle Dragons defence. It's very true. Uh, Devonhead still hash zero in a row. Uh, we had a freak 09. I'm not impressed by Moses or Brooks. Can my shirt just say hash runt? Uh, no. Can I please check you out in the same shirt? <laughs> uh, white pie. Two from two for the undefeated Tig Pies. Somewhere in suburban Queensland, Glenn is wiping bodily fluid off his sofa. Come on, give me a bit of credit. 
It was off myself. <laughs> Tiger underscore Benji. It was nice of the NRL to let us start the season with consecutive buys. Hope the boys are ready for game one next week. And uh, finally, we'll let uh, Shunter have the last word. Hash run TMB slowed to a Shunter-esque limp in the second half, but that's more than enough to beat Saints these days. Hash dead V, hash none in a row. I like the way you think. <laughs> so I'll let Chapo have the last word. The oh, West Tigers no. won't win a premiership with Luke Brooks at halfback. Hash overrated, hash shit cunt, hash next Ben Black, hash ruined TMB. <laughs> what, how do you oh. respond to that, Glenn? I'm still waiting to see your video, Chapo. Oh, for people who don't know, Chapo was making some terrible, terrible threats on Saturday night, Sunday night. In response to me calling him a virgin. He, and, um, he offered to proffer a sex tape featuring him having relations with uh, yeah, someone. He, that he may or may not be related to. Um, and look, hey, if I have to be the guy... No, you don't I've watched some weird shit in my time, Nathan. Yeah, that's probably gonna. That no. wouldn't be in the top fifty weird shit that I've ever watched. Yeah, but I mean, do you want to? You know, do you value sleep? You do, don't you? Look, you shut your eyes, put your head down. Chapo deserves a bit of business. He deserves a business. He hasn't had it yet, but when it comes his way, he deserves it. And when it does, he videotape and send it to you. Ugh. And you're and you're you're offering to to vet it. No, won't be, will not be editing at all. <laughs> not an edit, I've been very, you know, verify it. <laughs> Watch it carefully and see if all, see if all of the, 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 the beauty marks on, on Chavo's ass match up what you've seen. Oh. <laughs> Previews. Round three of the 2015 NRL season kicks off with the mighty Manly Seagulls against the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at Fortress Brookvale. Friday night for bitch. Be there. Match of the round. Oh, Matt Chechen. Fuck's sake. And Henry Perinara. Why? Quality. That's something like... Oh, Joe Kelly must have the decision for the referees for our games this week. Sensational. I think it's a nice touch with this being play NRL round for the for the junior grassroots footy. Um, that every player in the uh, in the team list on the NRL website's got their junior club listed. I think yep. that's really cool. Um, very similar side for the for the Sea Eagles um, to to the one that won last week. So um, almost exactly the same. I mean, Horro's in there in eighteen, so I don't know if someone's got a bit of an injury cloud over them, but otherwise, yeah, identical. Yeah, I think Manly will ride the wave for another week and get the job done against the Dogs. I like the way you think. And so I really hope that's the case. I mean, but it comes down to the fact that, uh, that the Doggies have got monster forwards and, uh, you know, they're probably going to get the upper hand early. However, they do tend to, to wear down as, as, as the game goes. And, uh, you know, hopefully Manly can, you know, hang with them long enough and then capitalise and run over the top of them at the end. And, you know, I expect them to win by probably 23 points, minimum. A Fortress Brookie. Okay, next, also on Friday night, the Brisbane Broncos take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Suncorp. And uh, this one, you'll be in attendance, as usual. Yes, sir, I will be. Your second team is the Broncos? I don't know that's my second team, Nathan. I just enjoy watching footy. (laughs) 
So look, I've got the Cowboys in this one anyway. I mean, there's they're zero from two, but the, the time the time is coming where they've got to pull their finger out. The Broncos aren't very good, and they've got rid of Robert Louis, moved Michael Morgan into the halves, and Lachlan Coote makes his uh, return or his debut, I think, for the Cowboys, isn't it? Because yeah. he was injured at the start of last season. Yeah, he's injured uh, in the nines. Yep, and so um, yeah, so he uh, comes into the fullback position. And uh, I think that just the, the removal of Louis Karma and the fact that Brisbane are not very good this year means it's uh, the Cowboys are specials, my special of the round. Wow. If I had to pick one. Who would I argue with that? I think for all those reasons that, uh, I, yeah, that's going to get my bet as well. The Warriors take on the Parramatta Eels. On Saturday afternoon, over at Mart's Mount, Mart's Mount. I've been talking like English, motherfucker. I can't even speak it. Fucking talk. What about I just made a movie reference? You did. How's that? You're I welcome. Mean, admittedly, it's one you made a reference to a movie that you that you referenced, you know, an hour ago at the start of the show. So I'm going to give you like, if if it was an A an A reference, I'd probably give you an A minus because of that. I'll give you an A minus rather than you know a solid B plus or something like that, but um. And you've used that exact line on me in the past. Oh, I just remember many it. many times that 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 line is one of my standard standard lines that, <laughs> that I use all the time. Not just on the show, just in life in general. They're playing over in fucking New Zealand at the end of the day, and for that reason, the Warriors are going to win. Yeah, I, too many I injuries think so. for the Eels. Yeah, I, I think they uh, Chris Sanders been named at halfback, but he wasn't. I'm not sure he was 100 percent to finish that game. The other night, obviously, uh, we've already spoken about Semi Radraja being out. Reese Robinson goes, um, sorry, sticks to his wing, and Via Totai comes in for for the big semi. Um, I think it'll be a close game, fairly tight, uh, played through the forwards, um, which is obviously Parramatta's strength, and uh, the Warriors will just probably be that touch too classy for him. Yep, agree. Okay, yeah. Canberra Raiders take on St. George Illawarra Dragons at GIO. May the hoodoo continue. Because is the hoodoo is the hoodoo still existing, or did they? I think didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've they only won one in how yeah, long? Like, yeah, that's not breaking a hoodoo. Yeah, true. They got to be more a bit more consistent with the and wins on that. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the Raiders will get the hoodoo back up and running. If the Raiders play like they did last week with that, you know, with the attitude that they had that they went into last week's game with, then I think the Raiders are going to win. I mean, this time, you know, previously it was a hoodoo because St George were a great side that were inexplicably failing to win to win games down there, but uh, now they're just shit house, and the Raiders they're not amazing, but they're slightly better. better. They're better shit house plus, yeah. If anything, the Melbourne Storm take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks down at Amy Park on Saturday night. Is this Melbourne's first home game of the season? I think it might be. Yes. Um, you couldn't do, you couldn't pick anything but a storm victory here. Couldn't pick a better opponent for your first home game of the season. I mean, you're not going to get a crowd anyway down there. So, you know, you don't have to worry about someone that's going to bring travelling fans. So you may as well just want a team that's going to come down and you can bank two points. And uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. Storm will be smarting after getting slaughtered by Manly last week. And I want to make amends pretty quickly and turn things around. And Cronulla, you know, Cronulla's going to Cronulla. I'm going to have my first try score bet on Kevin Proctor. Yeah? For what reason? Zero reasons. Just because? Just because. I just, I, I just, just thought, the you feeling know, I got, Nathan. You were, so, you, were so, you were so confident out there. I just thought, you know, maybe there was some kind of omen or reason that you had none? No. 
So you don't, you don't have like a proctologist appointment later in the week or something? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I do all my self-exams with a baseball bat. I think that the first try scorer, unfortunately for you, is not going to be Proctor. I think it's going to be young Tonham Appear. Put your money where your mouth is. I may. Or I might say because it's probably a losing bet. South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the West Tigers Sunday afternoon. That's a live Channel 9 game. Well, big step up for the Tigers. Many? Yeah, it's a big step up. I'm no means am I expecting to win this game. I think it'll be very tough for the boys, but um, I just want to go out and be competitive and um, and take, make the most of the opportunities that present themselves um, during the game and off the back of, of a South Sydney era or of South Sydney, um, you know. I fucking lost my train of thought there. <laughs> You were just basically what you were saying is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. West Tigers win, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Look, we were talking about the hoodoo game earlier. You can collect your thoughts while I speak. We um we talked about the hoodoo with uh with Canberra and and, and the Dragons, and you know traditionally the Dragons would be a strong side. They'd come down and inexplicably lose to the Raiders. I legit had a fucking fall asleep with my eyes open. Moment this then. is uh this is another one of those games, hoodoo games, when West Tigers were good back in you know the 2010 era. They inexplicably get done by fifty by the Rabbitohs, who, <laughs> yeah. who was shit by at that, at that stage. Yes, before they picked up the Burgi and, or you know, at least all the Burgi, and they they hadn't quite uh, you know climbed that peak yet. They were just sort of you know barely making the finals kind of thing. But now, shoes on the other foot. The Rabbitohs are a very strong side. West Tigers certainly on the ascendancy. You know, you would you'd like to think not in decline, Nathan. Well, I mean, they're at least marking time. Tigers marking time at the moment, <laughs> but. They've had the uh, quintessential soft draw to start the season. Oh, couldn't, couldn't get softer. And uh, now they're coming up a bit against a bit of a, you know, a team, uh, you know, they're coming up against a, a team with strength. And uh, It's a massive test. Um, they'll have to be very, very good and, and a lot better than they've been at any point so far in the first two rounds. Um, I think it might be a, a bridge too far for them, but I'm still going to tip them. Rabbits by 26 Bank it. Gold Coast Titans take on the Newcastle Knights Sunday evening. And, uh... Wow. Sunday evening. They can't get people to a fucking Saturday night game. They can't get people to a Friday night. You think they're going to rock sunny up on a Saturday, Sunday? Sunday, sunny Sunday Arvo? No. Got to do Sunday evening. Unbelievable. Um, Perhaps it's like a, a, it's a strategy in the sense that, you know, a lot of Gold Coast people have to go to jobs on Monday, so maybe they're off the pipe. By six thirty PM on a Sunday, I've, I I couldn't tip the Knights. Uh, sorry, I couldn't tip the Titans with any great deal of confidence. And uh, I think the Knights it won't be flashy. Um, it's not going to be a big score, but I think the Knights will win. Titans, uh, Titans. I was going to say Drugos, but you know that's probably not the right term. But you know what I mean. They're back in the side this week. You both, you both loons, Greg Birds, Dave Taylors, and that's you know let's not diminish the problems that the Gold Coast Titans were going to have before this season kicked off, even without the cocaine thing. Yeah. Um, you just, they're playing Bofaloon, and they've rushed him back into the side at hooker. Um, Their player of the year season 2014. Really? <laughs> Please. Giving, giving Bofaloon your player of the year sort of thing, it's like, you know, giving 
Kieran Reddy, the, the game-winning try, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle by heaps. Sydney Roosters take on the Penrith Panthers Monday night foot bitch. And hang on a minute. I'm seeing listed here Jared Sutton and Matt Chechen, the referees. So Matt Chechen's backing up for a Friday night game, then backing up for Monday. I was a very fit man. Very, very fit man. I think no Sowie, no chance for the pennies, as much as it pains me to admit it. Yeah, I don't want to go as hard hard out as that, as, as saying no chance. But look, the Roosters are in form at the moment. The Panthers are, are in form, but you know, once again, they've, you know, they've had the opportunity, to, especially last week, to, to beat up on a very soft opponent. Uh, they're not there yet. The Roosters are, I think, as close to peaking as you know a team mm. could start the season as. Um, and so I think for that reason alone, I think that they're, they're just going to be too strong and they're going to... Uh, yeah, not, not smash them or anything, but they're, they're going to win the game and they're you know, going to be fairly comfortable doing it. I agree. And that is full time for episode 180. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you help us out hitting the like button, comment on the on the post on Facebook if you're not on Twitter, and uh, share the post around. And uh, spread the word, spread the love. No new reviews on iTunes. Pull your heads in. Tipping. Paul Mack underscore 78 retains his first place uh, round two. And uh, we had a couple of people come to join him. We've got uh, Desi's Ducks. Kylie M. Nigel Bridgman, Nigel B's in fourth. Wow. And uh, Ben Diggity and Mr. B all tied on the same amount of points. And then one point back, we have Mario Siegs, Nightmare, the K, Chapo, and Gleeso rounding out the top ten. Chapo, Gleeso. Fantasy. So Aussie, mate. Fucking this show is so, so Aussie. It's Aussie <laughs> as Australia. Fantasy. Para-Lytic, coached by Matt. He uh, takes the lead again uh, for the second consecutive week, uh, followed by Loco Coconuts, One Trick Pony, Spit On It, Rick Grimes, Bitch, TBI Dragons, Michael Vick's Dogs, so that's, that should be DOA, that side, Fiji and Eels, Gronkowski, and Desperados. It's a bit of an NFL influence in there. And Matt, who uh, is in number one, he's on Twitter, MattyT underscore 78, and he sent us a tweet and said, uh, two weeks in a row, it must be the power of my new beard, hash beard mode. I agree with that. So, don't forget the Run TMB shirts. Respecttheshooter.co, it's on the homepage. Run TMB, get yourself one. We need to get this pre-order over the line for Glenn. Give him a Tiger shirt that he actually will wear. Yeah. And I'll love. wear the fuck out of that when I get it. <laughs> oh, buy 10. And because uh, we're so close to getting it over the line too. And memberships, thisweekinleague.com. Go there, hit the memberships link, and uh, yeah, grab yourself a membership if you haven't already. Um, they're in production. Should be soon. I can't wait to get the scarf. And they should be arriving as, as you start to need the scarf too, which is great because, um, you know... Sometimes you do need Because we scarf. do things right. <laughs> sort of. And there's progress. We're making progress on the jersey too. Yes. That is, uh, that's that's resurfaced as, a, as, a, as the next priority. So yeah. We've got a design and uh, we're just putting it together. Yeah, it looks good. doesn't look like any other team's jersey, which is half the battle, I think, because there are a lot of different colours out there for the teams. And there's a couple of teams that aren't exactly the same colour, but obviously like Canberra and Australia 
are two you know yeah. jerseys where we could cl- come closest to and um and probably the Warriors because fucking God knows they've got they've probably got a variation <laughs> to something like us as well but um yeah it's looking good and uh looking forward to getting that on the go as well and that is all I have on the notes so that is it all we got time for we're done so uh time for Glenn to uh meet his maker yes on the dinner ditch on the side of the road <laughs> Unfortunately, look. If looks I, a bit of pleasure having you having you with the show, Glenn. Oh, thanks, mate. Really I mean, appreciate it. It's not going to be the same without you, but you know, I'll try and no, soldier on by myself. Better. Just get one of the cheerleaders <laughs> to replace me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, next week, uh, new new co-host Danny Tequila. Sensational. Why? Why are you going to leave Nat out in the cold? Well, I thought she'd be busy with the cheerleading thing at the moment. Danny seems to be sidelined at the minute. That's all. They can switch out if they want to. That's fine. They can tag in. All good. Right, eh? I like your theory. <laughs> But uh, look, I'll be back. I'll be back next week. And uh, the car—it's it's a new car. They got autopilot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. True. Sure, nice That's what cruise nice. control does, right? It turns a wheel for you. Exactly. It does all, all that. Just put the GPS in there, and it'll take you right from door to door. Good to go. <laughs> See, See you next week. week.